0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm talking with Chris, and we're talking all about how he started his business. had a good time talking with Chris. I think you're going to really enjoy this one, especially if you're new to the business. This is going to be a great episode for you, how to get business, how to grow sales, should you have multiple locations, food truck versus brick and mortar, all that good stuff on this episode. Community is open. SPM community. Wanted to build a place off of Facebook to have a community of folks that are interested in growing their business, marketing, and you know, maybe you're a business where you have one location, you're not really established yet, or you're struggling a tiny bit, you need some help, and you don't have money to join pro. The SPM community is a place for that. Go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash community. It's free to join. Hopefully, the information that you gain from joining the community will give you enough business to be able to join pro. And then you can join me on the monthly calls, ask me a whole bunch of questions. I can help your business Direct inside of SPM Pro once you get inside the community, but it's free to join. Go over to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash community, and you're going to be able to join us inside there. If you are listening to this too, when it comes out live, Pizza Tomorrow Summit's next week. I'll be there. I'll have a little area. I'll be doing some interviews live on location. I'll be stopping by some booths. I'll probably do some sort of video uh, about the pizza tomorrow summit too and put it over on our youtube channel if you can't make it but if you can make it let me know hit me up on instagram it's uh the 8th and 9th of november 2023 if you're listening to this in the future i'm sure they're going to be doing another one in november so just check the dates but if you are listening to this when it comes out it's the 8th and 9th of november 2023 hit me up on instagram let me know if you are going to be attending i'd love to say hello if you don't see me go to my booth i'm like dead center in the middle there's like a little area I'm going to be doing interviews. Stop by, say hello. Let me know you listen to the podcast. I would love to say hi and, uh, see what you're up to and hear about your business. Again, hit me up on Instagram at smart pizza marketing. Okay. That's it. Let's get into the podcast today. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your day and hanging out with me for a little bit. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, appreciate being on.
0: Yeah, I was looking at your Instagram just before we got on here. You got a pretty good following. It looks like you only started a couple of years ago, so you've grown a pretty decent following. You do a good job with your marketing in and, and just a short period of time. So tell us how kind of all that got started.
1: Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. So essentially, uh, pre-pandemic, uh, 2020, I was teaching. I was teaching phys ed and health, uh, and then during the pandemic – we moved uh, moved to virtual, and I was home. And then I found out that I was being laid off, uh, as a lot of special teachers were. And uh, I just I was having trouble finding teaching jobs, and inevitably, just like a lot of people, I started making pizza at home. And things were closed, and my fiance and I couldn't couldn't get good pizza. We couldn't really get anything, so just kind of caught the bug and, and started making pizza at home, and and learning from YouTube and different books, and reaching out to people on Instagram, and and started making for friends and family once things started opening up and, and people seemed to really enjoy it and suggested I start at least, you know, serving at farmer's markets just to get, you know, idea if it was something that I, I wanted to do because I was still having uh, trouble finding a teaching job. Wow. So I just, I signed up for a farmer's market, got all the necessary permits uh, and just fell in love with it essentially. And, and it seemed like it was something that was sustainable. And, and, you know, three years later I'm, I'm essentially doing the same thing, but now at breweries and and farmers' markets or other farmers' markets, and um you know we do a lot of private events weddings birthdays, birthdays corporate events things like that,
0: so you're still um, you're a mobile pizza unit
1: yeah we have a uh I have a a sprinter van essentially that I customized and 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 it was just a, a hollow shell when I bought it and I made custom tables to fit and kind of designed it the way I wanted it and needed it and that's you know, that's 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 what I'm working out of. Yeah. So a small sprinter van that, that works for us.
0: You don't cook in that van, do you?
1: Uh we do, yeah. I have you two do? right now I have two uh Uni sixteens that we use, yeah.
0: In the van. But,
1: yeah, yeah. That's I have awesome. them they're obviously mobile, so I, I, I created custom tables. Uh so I can move them around, but I, I kinda have a set you know, a set um of, of where I have them, a set place where I have them, but it's you know, I can edit it as needed and alter yeah. it, but yeah.
0: That's awesome. Did you have any desire to like open a pizzeria or make pizza for a living while you were a teacher, like before 2020 happened? No, I, I, <laughs> I, would awesome. have,
1: I would have never, I was in my, I went to college for teaching. I, I got my master's in, uh, in teaching for phys ed and I never really, I mean, I always loved not necessarily cooking, but I loved watching cooking shows. I would just watch, you know, diners, drive-ins and dives and, yeah. and, and, you know, all these different shows on the Food Network and I would just, you know, binge them and I just, but I never actually cooked. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, everything was closed during the pandemic and we just were craving good food as we, you know, we love to travel and eat. and So it was just something that kind of happened and here we are. Yeah. So now I love, I love cooking at home. I do, you know, a lot of different things. So,
0: so. no desire to go back to be a teacher. No,
1: I mean, I don't, I, I, I love teaching. I, I loved the I loved what I was doing, but I just I, I love what I do now awesome. for different reasons, and I, I don't see any reason to go back now. That's
0: cool. It's it's hard to it's yeah, hard for yeah. people to find one thing that they like to do. A lot of people who want to open a pizzeria are, are doing it because like they don't like what they did, and it's something else. Not they right. had to pivot because they were forced out of what they did, and then they like all right, I like making pizza too. Most people like oh, I wish I owned a pizzeria, thinking it's going to be easier, but it's really not. Uh, but it's great that you could find two things that you like to do like you were forced out of one thing you you learn how to make pizza you're doing that now for a job and you love it and you like you have no desire to go back that's great i mean that's the name of the game for life you want to be yeah. able to figure out what you like and enjoy to do and then hopefully be able to make a living at it
1: right yeah i mean it's it's crazy unpredictable i would have never thought you know 2019 2020 that i'd be you know making and selling pizzas out of a out of a custom sprinter van for
0: for my community so yeah. How do you get it's, jobs like do you just like is it just referral based?
1: Uh, I think a, a lot of it in the beginning during the pandemic when things were starting to open up, I was reaching out to a lot of people. I was reaching out to different farmers markets and different breweries in the area. And what would you
0: say to them? would you just shoot them a DM on Instagram and be like, hey, if you ever need someone I'm around?
1: Yeah, especially with DM email. Like, super informal, just like, hey, my name's Chris. Uh, just started a food truck, looking to get out. And, you know, because a, a lot of, I mean, I guess it varies state to state, but a lot of breweries here in New Jersey don't serve food. Yeah. So, I mean, what goes better than, you know, beer and pizza? So, people that are drinking, a lot of people are bringing their own food in, so it just makes sense to have a truck. So, in the beginning, it was a lot of a lot of reaching out to them. Um, and a lot of people, inevitably, I, I either never heard back from or just, you know, they neglected to you know, two labs to come in for whatever reasons, there's permit reasons, right? New Jersey is super strict with a lot of different things. Um, and having food trucks at breweries are one of them. Um, and now I think a lot of it is word of mouth, like people referring, you know, I had a slice of New Jersey cater, you know, my son's birthday. If you're looking for a food truck, you should check them out. So now a lot of it's word of mouth. Um, there's a, there's a vendor that we use in, um, in Pennsylvania, right over the border. We're close to the Pennsylvania, New Jersey border. Uh, and we're now part of their, their preferred vendor list for their for their wedding venue. So oh, cool. a lot of people that are looking at the site, when they book a wedding, they inevitably they see our truck. And so that's cool too. And we, we've we gotten a lot of business from that.
0: Kids are great referral getters too, because they don't give a shit. Like they'll just say whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, like kids, my wife's a real estate agent. My When my daughter was young, uh, if you know anybody in there, her friend was like talking about selling a house or buying a house, my my daughter was like, hey, you should, you should talk to my mom. She yeah. sells houses for a living. Not like... In a sales, she just didn't know. Like There was no filter yeah. as little kids. like I'm sure if your, your, your yeah. son's out there and he's like, hey, if you have a pizza party, you should call my dad. He does a pizza yeah. pop-up. It's great. You should just call him. They don't have any filter yeah, on
1: that's, 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 And that's what's great about pizza is it's enjoyed by yeah. essentially everyone. I mean, it could be young, old, rich, poor, whatever, and people love pizza. What
0: kid doesn't want to have a pizza party as like their birthday yeah. event?
1: Yeah, when I was young, I wish we had, you know, food trucks were, were a thing, and it would have been great. I, I know. Food trucks at every, every event, yeah. There's a
0: there's a f- uh, truck around me that lives, not lives in my area, but like has done birthday parties in my area, and it's a fire truck. It's an old fire truck that's converted into kind of a mobile pizza truck. It's actually pretty cool, right. and I've seen it at many events kind of locally here, and it's like a novelty. That's People cool. are seeing the fire yeah. truck roll up, especially if you're, you're a young kid, what's better? You want fire trucks and pizza. That's great.
1: Yeah, it's a great combo. Yeah, you get the truck and the
0: pizza. Uh, did you? I so I was looking on your website before we got on here, and it looks like before you kind of got going with your business, you traveled around a little bit looking at other pizza. Was that for research or just because you liked pizza? Uh,
1: that was no, it wasn't. It initially it wasn't research based. I just really enjoyed pizza, and that was the thing my fiance and I would do. We would just travel and and eat, and we would always we would always look to find the best pizza in that location. In what kind and that of- was before I had any interest in doing anything, anything pizza related in terms of, of starting a food truck. And then it just, you know, it just, it kind of all translated into, you know, I guess research now and research based, but it's still obviously, you know, derives from, from pleasure and enjoying pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've been you know like bigger pizza cities like Portland and Chicago, New Haven. So we try to you know anytime we travel, we try to find the best pizza in that area. So I do
0: the same thing. I always ask yeah, somebody. It's, it's easy. It's easier for me yeah. now because I have such a uh, I know so many pizza makers across the country. If I ever go to a city to do an event or do something, I can always just reach out to somebody like, "Hey, where is a good pizza?" Yeah. Um, so that's cool. It's hard to find good pizza though because there's a lot of plate. There's a ton yeah. of pizza shops, tons, but they're not right. all. And I don't want to say some are bad. But some are very average, and right. they're the same. It's hard to find that one that stands out that has amazing pizza.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly learning that when you travel, you can't always find great pizza, and that when you're going to certain locations, you should probably try their cuisines rather than eating pizza. Yeah. But I'm slowly learning that we were in, you know, over in Europe, we were in Portugal, and I was, you know, looking up. Pizza in Portugal, and I'm like, I probably should be eating something other than other than pizza when we're you know we're in another country that's not known for pizza. So slowly learning that you know that's not I, you know pizza's I, not great everywhere. Yeah,
0: true. I think there's a lot of places like there's a lot of places that you wouldn't think are pizza cities that have great pizza shops. Yeah, you know there yes. there. I think the Instagram has helped a lot because it's an easy way for people to either reach out to people who are experienced to learn about making pizza or see what good pizza actually looks like versus you know, the crappy photos that people used to put on their website, which weren't even really their pizza, you know, Instagram's a very visual right, platform. Right. People can be like, all right, I, I see what that good pizza looks like. Like some of your photos on there are like, wow, that's looking like a really good pizza. You can kind of tell from a yeah, picture yeah, if a pizza is going to be good or not by how it looks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People definitely eat with their eyes first. The presentation is a huge, I think a huge aspect of, of, especially Instagram. Like you said, it's all, yeah. it's, it's visual based. So
0: what kind of pizza do you yeah. serve?
1: So it's, I, I, it's not quite, neo, it's a, it's a longer bake. Um, so I guess it's more of, I, 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 consider it like an artisan. We try to use, you know, artisan approaches to dough and, and to the ingredients we're using. Um, so I, I'd say it's, it's like a Neo Neapolitan. It's a, it's a longer bake between a New York and a Neapolitan.
0: You're kind of forced with the, what do you, we you use an uni or gasni? Ghazni. Is that the oven do you use? Uh, yeah,
1: we have, we have three, uh, uni Kota 16s right now. Yeah.
0: Oh, those, those actually make pretty good, decent New York style pizza.
1: Yeah, you can. I mean, th- we have you know tons of versatility with the flames. Yeah. If we want to do a longer bake, we've done squares uh, in the oven. So there's there's so much versatility you can do. So we do maybe we'll – probably bake around 700, um, maybe 750, like three three and a half minute bake. So it's not we're not doing that 90 second, you know, 930 degree bake. <laughs> yeah. So it holds up a little more. It's, it's got a little bit of it's it has a little bit more texture. It holds up a little bit more. Um, and we try to do you know interesting topping combinations so it, the dough holds up better when it's a it's a longer
0: bake. Where do you come up with your pizzas? Because obviously you don't have a culinary background, right? You you don't you kind of just doing this on the fly. So what? Well, how do you know what flavors go well together or what kind of pizzas people want to eat or buy?
1: Uh, it's just essentially trial and error,
0: um, figuring
1: out what works. I, I think pizzas, you know, dough is a perfect you know vehicle for toppings. It is, yeah. I mean, it may not, people may not always agree, but I I feel like a lot of times, like what works well on a sandwich generally would probably work well on a pizza. That's pretty true. Um, so things, I mean, we do, you know, we did a, a, a corned beef pie for, for St. Patrick's Day. So we, we braised, you know, corned beef in in Guinness. And so I thought about, you know, I love the rumid. We did the Reuben sandwich. So we did, you know, a, a house made, uh, thousand island dressing sauce. And so it worked well. Uh, but a lot of it's trial and error figuring out what works well, um, Instagram too a lot of research, seeing what other people do. Yeah. Um, and trying to think outside the box essentially and, and doing something different than what other people are doing in this area.
0: Yeah. Like, but in a culinary way, right? Like not like extravagant, yeah, yeah. like some, there's some extravagant piece on there that people yeah. do just for Instagram, not for taste.
1: Right. Yeah. I want it to be accessible. I want people to try it and not be afraid to try it. Um, so we we just did a, for example, we just did, we try to do as many local and seasonal ingredients as possible. So right now we have pears that are in season. So we did, Um, I did a pie with poached pears. I poached them in red wine and a bunch of different spices and cinnamon and then sliced them up and, and topped them on a pie with some gorgonzola and rosemary and toasted walnuts and, and people go crazy.
0: That's crazy. That. I would never even think of that combination.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anyone else is doing like poached pears on a pie. So I, you know, I try to do something that helps makes it stand out a little bit.
0: And do people? So when you go out to a farmers market, do you have a menu board, or do you just say, "All right, these are the four or five pizzas we have today. You can order from one of these." Or can they order whatever they want?
1: Uh, so yeah, so if we're doing if we're doing a public event like a brewery or farmers market, I have usually five to six pies that people can order. Um, just because it's not realistic or practical to have all, however many pies that we have at every event, because it would just be, it would be insane. Um, so we usually, for every event, we always have the margarita. We have a pepperoni. Uh, we have a pie with prosciutto that people love. Uh, we have a white pie. Um, and those are generally the pies that we always have. And then we try to do a, a seasonal pie. Um, I'm trying to think most recently we did a pie with butternut squash and, uh, and pancetta, um, We've done corn pies. We've done pies with zucchini. So I try to do something a little bit different that's for everyone. But, I mean, inevitably, people aren't all about eating, you know, corn on pizza or peaches on pizza. Right. So we always have the margarita, the pepperoni, the white,
0: uh, and a prosciutto. And how do you know how um, many pizzas you're going to sell? Again, just, to
1: try, just figuring out what works. I, I mean, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of events that I would have done when I first started that I don't necessarily do now, like certain farmer's markets, because unfortunately, it's just they're not always profitable. Yeah. And especially in this region, and I'm sure you have the same thing in, in Boston. I mean, we only have farmer's markets a few months out of the year. Yeah. I mean, come October, November, no one's outside. Um, so a lot of it's figuring out what what breweries we do well at, what markets we do well at. And then I, I have a like a like essentially a running tab. I keep track of how many pies I sell at certain events. Got it. So I'll know when I was at so-and-so brewery last month, I sold this many pies. So I kind of know how many to make. And it also depends on how much help I have. If it's just myself and one other person I mean I'm not going to be cranking out 150 pies on my own it's just it's not sustainable
0: yeah so you so I try to keep it realistic yeah so you can kind of based on like is it based on how big the brewery is or how much foot traffic they have or how many people go there
1: yeah essentially I just I I know there's a few breweries that we do really well at and I know if I'm going to be there on a Saturday that we're going to probably do at least you know x amount of pies yeah. so I'll probably bring that amount and then you know if if I don't sell all that usually have an event the next day that Sunday. So I'll sell them there. So, you know, we do our best to try to predict what, you know, how yeah. it's going to be, but that's, just I guess it's kind of like of the same a,
0: thing, a same truck. thing with the brick and mortar, right? Like you brick and mortar yes. in the beginning, you don't really know how much you're going to sell. It's more of like a, once you get a couple of years in, you can go back and look at the data before and be like, all right, two years ago on this Tuesday in right. November, we sold this many pizzas. It's probably going to be, it's very cyclical. Right. So right. probably the same way with specific breweries that you go to. So you're just a one-man show or do you have employees or how does that work? Uh,
1: so yeah, right now it's uh, – my fiance helps out. She also has – she has a full-time job. Um, she's a dental hygienist. So she generally works Monday through Fridays. Yeah. So she'll help out on the weekends if, if, if she's into it. Um, she'll help out on the ovens. I have another coworker, uh, a family friend who does – takes the orders, um, does all the, the transactions, the slicing, the boxing. Uh, and I recently found someone else uh, who's helped me on the ovens as well. So it really just depends from – it varies from event event to event. How many – yeah, and how many people the, you need. The nature pieces, of the yeah. food truck when I need help. What's yeah. the
0: best thing to do? Is it breweries? Is it weddings? I feel like I had people on the podcast before who loved weddings because it's like very – you know exactly what you're going to need and it's like pre-ordered.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, so I know a lot of food trucks now are just transitioning to catered events because essentially it's guaranteed money. Right. So regardless of the weather – you know, you're making that, whatever your minimum is, you're making that, you're guaranteed that amount of money. Uh, and generally you're making a lot less pies for more money than going to a brewery and making more pies and less money. Right. Um, and essentially it makes it a lot easier. So it's easier to predict how many pies you need to bring, how many, to- how much toppings. Um, so that helps. Uh, and they get to essentially customize their own menu. At least with us, we have our, our catering menu online so they can choose based on the price Uh, what pies they want so they can totally customize it and choose what they want, which is, I think a, a really neat feature. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of that, yeah, catered events are probably the way to go because they're, they're just that they're, they're more predictable. They're guaranteed money. Um,
0: so yeah, people are more, I think, I feel like people more in the last couple of years have had more wedding rehearsal dinners with food trucks or pizza than ever before. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because it's a yeah, we- uh, popular thing. Is it oversaturated? Do you think, do you think the food truck pizza mobile pizza thing is getting oversaturated? Is there a lot of competition in your area? Uh, well, I, I really, I think I don't really,
1: f- I, I, there's a lot of food trucks in our area. So we're in, we're in Northern New Jersey. Uh, we're about an hour or so West of, of of Manhattan. So we have a lot of food trucks in our area, but not really a lot of pizza.
0: Right.
1: And like we have a lot of, you know, burger trucks and taco trucks and grilled cheese and and I don't know if that's just because pizza's I mean, as you know, pizza's so frigging hard sometimes <laughs> to do with right. you know, it's it's I always say like I, I definitely pick the hardest cuisine to do, you know, with the all the variables. Um but there's a few pizza trucks, not necessarily in my area, but in northern New Jersey. Um but yeah, no, I, I, I think I, I can't really compare because I've only been doing it for a few years. Yeah, but yeah we've had tons of people reach out for, um, for weddings, for rehearsal dinners, for um, baby showers, things like that. So I
0: think you're on the down, we're on the downside. I think 20, 2020 to 2022 was where the boom of all the mobile units. And now yes. life's starting to get back. People are starting to have to go back to the office and get back to their regular job. So I think if you made it this far in your mobile business, you're kind of okay.
1: Yeah, I, I hope. well, that was one of the things I noticed during the farmers market because in 2020 it was great because I think people were just so antsy and dying to get out yeah. of the house and and socialize and interact with people. And then I noticed, you know, massive shift in 2021 and 2022. It wasn't. I mean, it was still profitable. It was still sustainable, but it wasn't nearly as as popular as you know 2020 when people were just you know ready to get out. Yeah, because they couldn't go
0: out to uh-huh. eat too, right? Like, well, not yeah, they could, exactly. but they could, yeah. but they weren't yeah. comfortable yet. Yeah. So they wanted an out, like an experience, but they weren't necessarily comfortable going to restaurants like they were before. Um, Right. But that's all gone now. I feel like everybody's pretty comfortable doing anything now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Here, I think I I totally agree. It's kind of almost you know back to as normal as normal can be.
0: (laughs) People are crazier than ever, but like everything (laughs) is open. You know, I feel like 2020 made people pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you wish you could go back? If you could like start from the beginning, would you do anything differently or would you tell yourself now, Hey, don't do that. Do this instead and focus on this because this is the way to go.
1: I, I, I honestly, it's a great question. I, I really don't know. Um, that's tough. I, I, as of now, I, I don't think so. Um, maybe I, I wish I, honestly, I wish I could give you an answer. I, I really have no, I think everything has gone, you know, as hopefully as well as it could go. That's
0: good. That's a good thing though.
1: Yeah. I, I, I wish I could give you, an, I mean, maybe get, because initially I started with a, I had a construction truck that I was using. It was my fiance's uh, stepdad who retired and he had a construction business and, you know, his truck.
0: Like a pickup uh, truck?
1: It was a, uh, it was a box truck okay. essentially, but same thing. It was hollowed out. So I started using that. Um, so maybe my only regret would be maybe not upgrading it sooner. Um, yeah. cause I, I, ended up putting a lot, I mean, granted I, I got it for free. He was great. Uh, but I put a lot of money into it and I ended up not. So, I mean, if I had to give you any answer, it would be maybe, you know, upgrade, upgrade to a nicer, uh, truck sooner. Um, cause you know, it's just one of those things, but, um, yeah, no, I, I think I, I can't complain. I think everything, everything's been, you know, pretty great so That's far. That's a good thing. Knock on wood. Yeah I, yeah, I
0: see you got a wrap on the van too on your Instagram. I see a video here with uh, you got it all kind of wrapped out, which is pretty cool because I'm sure people can see that coming from a mile away and it's great advertising when you park somewhere.
1: Yeah, essentially it was a, uh, yeah. So when I bought it, it was a, it was just a standard white sprinter van. Um, and I reached out to a few different people. I had another friend who owns a food truck and he, uh, he recommended this company. So they essentially gave them, you know, the colors I wanted, the logo and just a very, you know, Minimal idea of of what I wanted, and they they gave me a few options, and that was one of the options they came out with, and it just, I loved it. Yeah. So they they did the wrap, and yeah, like you said, it's free advertising, and it's a constant, essentially mobile billboard.
0: Did, was it expensive to do that?
1: Um, it was. I don't remember how much it was. So so I I got I had someone create the logo, so that was separate. I think the wrap was maybe around four thirty six hundred. I think.
0: And that's for the whole van. It's a good size van too, so it's not like a small car.
1: Yeah. 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 I think it was, I think, I think it was 3,600 for the wrap. And then I think it was 500 maybe for them to create the design. So maybe a little over 4,000.
0: Yeah. Is it worth it? You think you think that you've gotten your money back so far?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, I can't imagine a food truck that is just, you know, bland white, really, you know, doing, doing well, because initially when I bought it, there was that transition of doing events and then before I had the rap on it. So I was showing up to people's houses in, the, in this, you know, white
0: van and people,
1: <laughs> were, people were thinking I was this construction vehicle and I was like, oh, I'm a food truck. And uh, so that was only a short, maybe about a month or so. So, but it was, you know, obviously a super awkward time. I was, you know, yeah. just showing up in our, in, a, in this Dark white van so yeah the, the, the rap is definitely you know definitely paid it off It probably does
0: two things it probably does one it's free marketing right because if you park somewhere the neighbors are, or wherever you are if you're at a brewery right. or an event they're gonna see that and be like oh that's so cool they gotta remember that and then two it, yeah. it kind of legitimizes you right like it's it, it makes it all right this is a real business with a real yeah. person who's really trying to make it they spent money on a wrap yeah. they have a real van versus like a creepy white van coming up and being yeah, like all right what exactly. is this guy just doing it out of the back of his truck yeah. Which we all yeah. start that way, but you yeah. don't want was, to seem that like that. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. No,
1: agreed. It, it legitimizes it. it. It makes it a little more uh, yeah, relevant. Yeah.
0: What? So what are you, what are you planning on doing? Is there any goal ever to open a brick and mortar or you just like what you're doing and this is the path you want to stay on?
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's probably one of the most common questions I get because people are dying to, you know, I'll go to farmer's markets and breweries and people inevitably are, are asking, when are you opening a brick and mortar? And I, I, I'm so content doing what I do now. Great.
0: Don't open a brick and um, yeah. mortar then if you're content, if you like what you're doing, there's no reason to be forced no. to do a brick and mortar if you don't want to.
1: And I mean, I, I listen to tons of, you know, pizza business podcasts and, and, and talk to friends that own restaurants and they always say, you know, if you, same thing, if you enjoy what you're doing, they're like, you have the best of both. Yeah. People. Do not. <laughs> Their advice is always like, don't open a restaurant. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm not, it's not hundred percent. I, I mean, who knows what the future is going to bring, but I am like right now it's super sustainable. I can make my own hours. I can, you know, essentially go on vacation when I want. I can, if I don't want to do an event next Saturday, if I don't have anything planned, I can, you know, I don't have to do it. So right. I just, I like the freedom and flexibility of having a food truck yeah. versus, you know, and obviously the, the minimal overhead. And I mean, there's just so many advantages to not having a brick and mortar, I,
0: you know, and I hate having to ask heart. that question, but I feel like I have to ask that question. It's almost the yeah. same question you get when you own one pizzeria, a brick and mortar. Yeah, everybody always yeah. asks you when you open in a second location. It's like the the yeah. main question people ask you, and it's you yeah. never you don't have to do it if you if you like what you're doing, you make enough money mm-hmm. to support your lifestyle. Then what's the point of even having to open a brick and mortar unless like your goal is to open a brick and mortar? Because some people who have food trucks don't like the the. I don't want to say like traveling around, but the uncertainty of where business is right. going to come from.
1: Right. So that's the and hard that, part. That, that would be my, yeah. So the, that's the one thing, especially here in New Jersey with the weather. Yeah. Because like I said, come November, December, I mean, we're not out. I mean, I have, I've been in events where it's been so cold the sauce is freezing. dough's yeah. so not rising. You can't stretch the, it's, it's, it's brutal. And then if people aren't coming out, I mean, what's the point of us being out there? Right. So I, I, I guess I do. I understand the advantage of having a brick and mortar where it's, you don't have that set up and break down because that's the hardest part is you know finding events and then setting up breaking down, dealing with the weather, the wind, the rain it's just so I, I do see that as the benefit of a brick and mortar where people know where you are all times. you don't have to worry about posting a schedule and you know finding permits and right so it, there's the headache in that, which I do understand. but
0: do you have to get a new permit for every new city you go to?
1: Uh, it depends on the town and that's, how do you that's know that before
0: you go there? you have to research?
1: Uh, yeah. So I'll reach out usually to the health department or the fire marshal, or if I'm going to a brewery, they'll, they'll have the paperwork because a lot of times if they're already having trucks, they'll know what's required. Um, so every town's a little bit different. Some are a little more lax than others. Uh, some are more strict. I mean, some towns, I mean, they'll show up and fire marshal will come and just make sure I have a fire extinguisher and not check anything else and be like, yeah, you're good. to go. (laughs) And then other towns, you know, they'll spray the, uh, like the propane, um, the tubes to make sure they're not leaking. They'll make sure the fire extinguishers working. It's been inspected. They'll make sure you have proper ventilation. So it really just depends on the town, yeah. Which which makes it obviously super confusing because certain towns require certain things, and there's really no
0: set standard, right?
1: Yeah, so that's tough. Yeah, but I, I think it's just because food trucks are a newer thing, and I, I think there's didn't really have anything set yet because it's you know within the last four or five years, I think it's become this bigger. It's bigger thing. Yeah, for so. sure. For people, I'm sure in the future they'll have something more. I don't know.
0: I, I don't know about that because I ran a brick and mortar in a town and each individual health inspector had different variables of what they wanted. So I don't know if it'll ever get to be okay. customized. Like we used to have a health inspector come in and tell us one thing and we do it. And yeah. then the very next inspection, a new health inspector would come and be like, why are you doing that? And we'd think, like, did <laughs> you read the paperwork from last time? He told us to yeah, do that. Yeah. And they're like, no, yeah. that's not the no, rule. That rules this.
1: <laughs> So. yeah, I'm glad it's not just us. No, it's definitely
0: not. People reach out to <laughs> me all the time, okay. like I want to start a food truck. Like, what do I do? How do I get permits? I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's different yeah. everywhere. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Yeah, I just I reach out to the uh, either the town that we're going to be in or the uh, like the event that's you know the brewery or, or the host that's you know hosting us. So, and that's one of the other benefits I had mentioned before about private events. If we're showing up to someone's house and parking in the driveway, there's no permits needed. Yeah, right.
0: So that's even better. So like that's, that's what you better,
1: want. And- that's another or another advantage, yeah, to to the private events, yeah.
0: Do you so is wedding considered a private event?
1: I think it depends on the location. So if I I've done weddings at people's houses where I don't need anything, oh nice, I just show up, park in their driveway, and I just bang out pies and everything's great. But then other events, um, I need proof of insurance and I have to add them to my insurance, which isn't a big deal. But again, certain events require certain things. Right, so right. It just depends.
0: Do you, so the, for the private events. Do you charge per person? Yeah, or per pizza? yeah. So we have.
1: Uh, No, we do. So what we do is we do per person and they can pick however many pie options they want. So it starts at, we started around 17 per person for two pie options. So for example, if they wanted margarita and pepperoni, that would be, it would start at 17 per person and go up
0: from there. And we do up to five pie options. Oh, nice. And they just tell you how Uh, many people you can prepare that way. So that's like, that's like kind of the best option, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it seems to work well every year. I kind of revisit it and I adjust, you know, based on what works well and what doesn't. So I'm sure inevitably, I'll sit down this winter and figure out, you know, uh, because actually my fiance and I are getting married on, on Saturday. This Saturday. (laughs) Yeah. Congratulations ahead of time. Thank you. Thank you. And, and we're doing, it's just one long cocktail hour of food trucks and I'm, I'm seeing now what other food trucks do and and what their minimums are. And I'm like, I don't think I'm charging. (laughs) (laughs) And like some travel fees are outrageous. Like, should I be charging more? So it's, I want to make it accessible, but it also has to be sustainable. But yeah, we charge per uh, per person. Right now, we have a fifty person minimum. Five zero. Um, we charge a travel fee of anything over twenty five miles, um, and that's that's. I mean, that's pretty much the, the base of it we provide you know the plates the napkins the spices so essentially they show up and, and we provide everything they need that's great and they get to customize their yeah customize their pies and for larger events we'll do more of like a buffet style where we'll bake the pies that they want and we'll slice them plate them guests can come grab whatever slices they want and essentially come come as many times for that two-hour window so that's what we do is we do a two-hour serving window oh cool and then we'll charge each additional hour after that. Would be uh, we charge a hundred dollars.
0: Oh, nice. So you know how uh, you always know if you charge too little because, like, if you first if you send out the first yeah. proposal and they email back right away and like, yeah, we'll take it. You're like, damn it, I, yeah. I, I should have yeah. probably put too little on there. They they answered way too quick. Yeah,
1: because I like we don't have any hidden fees. There are uh, people always email back like are you, like this is it. There's no other fees. And I was like, no, nah, I, I think that's it. Like I want to make sure yeah, <laughs> you're too. unsure like, yourself. You're like, am I yeah, not charging I just, enough? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'm always doubting, like. But again, it's I mean, it's pizza. I want to make it accessible. like yeah. uh, You know, I don't want. You know, I so I'm I'm doing my best to, you know, get the both best of both worlds. It is it's hard, best, right? Because you don't have
0: experience, people. like knowing you're basically just going off because you're basically just going off your time and food costs, right? Yeah, essentially. Because
1: yeah, and I mean, we use you know we try to use the best you know the best ingredients we can, and so I mean, we're not skimping on ingredients. We're not, but you know, to see what other food trucks are charging, like. Well, i charging more. It's like they'll charge chef fees and truck fees. And I'm like, I'm not, I can't do that. I just, I wouldn't feel good about yeah, it. Yeah.
0: What are those fees for? I don't understand what those fees are for. Maybe they're just bigger yeah. companies and they just hire somebody to run it versus owning it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, I, I guess everyone's different. Yeah.
0: Maybe that's the, that's a good thing about being not from the industry though, because you come at it from a different, you come at it from more of a consumer's perspective than someone who owns a restaurant right. is like, all right, I need to make this much profit for everything. You're just like, all right, I want to have a reasonable pizza and have a good time doing it and make enough money to support my lifestyle. That's good.
1: That's it. Yeah.
0: Amazing. So where can people go if they want to follow you on Instagram? Where should they go to do that? Or is Instagram like your number one platform for marketing and getting the word out?
1: Uh, yeah, I think Instagram probably what I use most. Uh, we have Facebook, but I, I think the demographic is a little bit different where Facebook is more of like our local area yeah. um, or like local uh, consumers. But yeah, we're on Instagram. Uh, just one word, a slice of New Jersey. And, uh, Facebook's the same thing. It's just a slice of New Jersey. Yeah.
0: And a slice of new Jersey.com is your website. If anybody wants to go book a, if they listen to yes. this and they're in the New Jersey area, they want to check you out. Um, you, how far out in advance are you booked?
1: Um, it, it really depends. So we do book out pretty quickly. So people start contacting us in the winter for events in the spring. Um, and I mean, right now we're only one truck, so I feel so bad turning people away. I mean, there's, there's times I've done, you know, two, three events in a day just to accommodate wow. everyone but it's just, it's a lot. So I do say, you know, at least a few months heads up if, if they're looking to have something, because the last thing I want to do is turn someone down and, and, and not be able
0: to provide them with, you know, with pizza. Yeah. So. yeah. How do you keep track of all that? Just what, what's do you use a software or anything for events? Yeah. Like, how do you know where you're going to be? Do you just use a calendar and be like, all right, I'm putting you on the calendar.
1: Yeah. Essentially I have, I have a calendar and then I have like a Google doc where I have, um, I have like an Excel sheet where I I plug in you know the name, the address, yeah. the date, what pies they want, how much they gave me for the down payment, how they paid. So I try to keep it as organized as possible. And then yeah, I'll just block out that event on on or that day on the calendar.
0: Oh, interesting. So if they yeah. so for the winter time, you you're kind of booking up now for spring next spring. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah.
1: Spring, spring, spring's not as busy. We'll have March and then April. Things will get busy, and then we'll have the graduation parties. Oh, that's June, right. That's probably the, a big thing. You know, the time, weddings, yeah. the rehearsal dinners, the you know. Everybody will have a lot more weddings in the spring, in the fall. Yeah, like in the, the Northeast,
0: everybody yeah. gets graduates has graduation yeah. parties and gets married from like May to June. Yeah, because <laughs> it's too hot yeah, in July.
1: It's tough. I, I I envy the climates when people can just make pizza all year round. Outside. I know, right? I just I'm like that would be you know, that'd be a dream, but it is also nice to have those few months off where I can kind of recoup and, and you know, but
0: yeah, this is, this was yeah, great. great. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, a slice of new com is your website on Instagram, a slice of New Jersey. Chris, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and hanging out with me here for a little bit.
1: Yeah. I appreciate you having me. I've, I've, I've listened to tons of your podcasts. It's been a, uh, it's an honor to be on. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Thanks Chris for joining me on the podcast. That was fun. Thank you for listening to the show. One request I have for you. Hit me up on Instagram at Smart Pizza Marketing. Let me know you left a review of the podcast or you listened to the podcast. You got this far in the episode. I would love to hear what your business is about. I'll give you a follow on Instagram and we can say hello. I would love to see who listens to this podcast. I know there's a lot of people who listen to the podcast, but I don't necessarily know everybody. So hit me up on Instagram. I am at Smart Pizza Marketing. Let me know you listened to this episode. Thanks to Chris. All the show notes are over at smartpizzamarketing.com. You can, don't forget to join the free SPM community, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash community. I think that's it. Hopefully you have a great week. We'll see you next week, everybody.